Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. We uh, strive not to make any value judgments about what we hear. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we talk about it for a couple hours each week. Um, The format of the show is as follows. We have 10 bands in the queue. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them. And then we have a dreaded voicemail segment at the end of the show, too, in which people call in and try out material for their type five or rant about inane shit or sometimes ask us thought-provoking questions, but uh, very often not that is not the case. Um, beyond that, we encourage people to go out and interact with the music that they hear on the show if they like it. You know, buy physical media, go see shows when that becomes a possibility again, uh, hopefully soon. And that's really all there is to it. Uh, I got uh, I got no thoughts up top this week. I've just been uh, keeping my head down, you know, nose to the grindstone, getting work done, living my life, buying Dogecoin. And, um, oh, you fell for that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I fell for it. Yeah, it's probably not a sound investment. I mean, it's a pretty minor investment right now, but it's probably not a sound one. Yeah, well, we'll see. If it climbs up to a dollar, I'll sell it and I'll make it, you know, a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way I saw it. Um, but, uh, beyond that, I got, I got no developments whatsoever. I'm probably going to buy a Honda Odyssey in like a week. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to be a minivan dad. Um, so I got plenty of room to to throw the boys in the back and take a trip when uh, when summer comes around and we're all vaxxed up and ready to go out camping. Yo, if Sounds- there's if there's any testament to how how much this is like the this sort of um, the pandemic has mentally affected people in ways you would never expect, it's the fact that our friend Brandon is the one actually petitioning to make plans to like go out of town. Because you this know, is a I, man I, who we cannot get to tour no matter what we do. No matter what we do, right? I, I was actually thinking this the other day. Like, I, I was thinking what we should do is when we hit the road and, and B enjoys himself, but like, CB, this is fun. Right. Now, just imagine playing shows at night before we go camping. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Because, right? I mean, I mean, we have a history of doing basically that anyway, going to state parks and shit while we're on tour and going going hiking and climbing and stuff and then going and playing, playing a show. So it's like you can right. have the best of both worlds. Right. And uh, maybe, maybe we can get B to turn the tide, right? Maybe, maybe it's I, – I think one of the things is the uncertainty of accommodations that freaks him out because – right. Um, he is definitely the, um, I guess, uh, least flexible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'll sleep on someone's porch. You know what for I mean. Sure. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. As long really. as I'm warm. You know. Yep. Uh, and, and 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 that's that's not the case. One thing that does suck is filth. Right. Yeah, for um, sure. There are some places where I've looked at my van mates and be like, I'm not sleeping in here tonight. I don't give right. a fuck. I'll sleep in the truck. Yeah, no, I've slept in the van a few times for sure. But, um, you know, like I don't mind sleeping in the fucking, and I can't lay down in the vehicle. I don't mind like sleeping in a, you know, the passenger seat of a vehicle or something like that. But B is, um, ex- B is as delicate as a fucking orchid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Growing conditions have to be just fucking right. But maybe we can get that dialed in and uh, convince him that 
going on tour is like camping, but we're just going to play shows at night too. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This could be, this could be an opportunity to plant those seeds. And hopefully if we, uh, if we water them, they will grow into a drummer who actually wants to go on the road with us. (laughs) And we also, but now we also have to like, we have, we have to make sure that we make it as enjoyable as possible for him. Yeah, for sure. Like a right. super Nothing low stress can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I was also considering, oh man, if we went camping, who's going to be the first to tap? Right. B. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Right. For yeah. sure. Yes. So like we have to make sure that that everything that everything falls into place right and right. there's there's no skipped meals there's no hardship there's no discomfort yeah um and at that point then we can rewire his brain a little bit and gaslight him into thinking that tour would be fun <laughs> for sure it also does help that uh he likes hardcore now yeah, that's know? true. That that's that true. I think that's helpful is like he now that he is ha, has realized that there's a lot of very good punk and hardcore out there, um, he might be more inclined to go on tour just with the promise of potentially seeing bands that he actually will enjoy. You know? Yeah, but only if we get to play with the bands that we actually enjoy. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, he does not. If he doesn't know about them, he's not really into it. Yes, yeah, so that's true. That's true for sure. He is. Uh, He's definitely finicky, right? He needs that <laughs> fancy feast all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's a spoiled little kitty. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, unless you have any any big news or uh, thoughts, we can jump into the queue. No, I'm good. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's get right into it. So this week, the first thing we have up is a band from Salt Lake City, Utah called Mandalore with a release called 6,000 Spears. This is uh, another local um slc submission from colton keys who has been sending stuff in for the past couple months just as a sort of scene report he says it's pretty middle of the road standard uh metal tinged hardcore it's so i want so he has never submitted something that was like yo this is the shit right no and he's never submitted anything that even he has said yo this is the shit (laughs) well that's what i mean that's that's what i mean like he's never like said yo this is my fucking shit right right yeah yo salt lake city this is it right right it's always like eh, it's middle of the road i don't know it feels like it's kind of a little bit like shoegazing and kicking rocks and and like maybe we uh Maybe we've beat him up a little bit too much on his submissions. Maybe, maybe, maybe every week it's like, this is my favorite fucking band. They're going to love it. And we're like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> right. So now he's just like very noncommittal. Uh huh. He's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I guess it's okay. I mean, you know, I guess it's, I, I guess it's cool if, uh, you know, I don't know. You don't have anything cool going on. <laughs> yeah, maybe that is what's going on. Um, I got to say, the looks of Mandalore don't sit well with me, but but uh, but we'll see. Maybe it maybe it fucking rules. Then next up, we have we have Who Decides from Rochester, New York. This is their split with the band Last Gasp. We featured both Who Decides and Last Gasp on the show before. I was um, going to say that Spy versus Spy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we, seen this before. Yeah, because last uh, we did uh, we did like I think a premiere for Last Gasp uh, for the one of their songs off of here. We at the very least featured it. Mm-hmm. Last Gasp is like fast Cleveland hardcore, kind of in the vein of like late '90s Youth Crew revival stuff. Yeah, and then, I remember that. Yeah, and then Who Decides is my friend Skyler's bands. Uh, uh, my friend Skylar and Ben's band, and they play stuff kind of more in line with like uh, late '90s, early 2000s Boston style stuff. They take a lot of cues from the Rival Mob and shit. It's good shit. 
Then we have got Infected Religion with Screaming Into the Void. This was sent in by Zach Honeycutt. Um, Evidently, this is a band from South Bend, Indiana, and they are a grind band, which tracks. There's a lot of grind out of South Bend. But surprisingly, this is not written or performed by anybody that I know off the top of my head. Usually, if it's like a South Bend grinder PV act, it's by a uh, regular cast of characters who uh, we've been familiar with for many years, but uh, I don't know. Are they townies or are they students? Uh, That's a good question. I can see on here though, that I'm pretty sure that Chris, oh no, no, different Chris. I was going to say, I thought, I I thought our friend Chris uh, had, had purchased this, but it's a different Chris. So never mind. But yeah, um, Zach asked, uh, asked us to reveal if there's any beef since they're an Indiana band. No beef. I'm just not familiar with them. So yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. they're students and that's why, that's why we're not familiar. Um, then next up we have sarcasm with creeping life. This is a uh, new release out on static shock came out last month. This is sent in by AJ. Uh, he described it as UK 82 style stuff. And it looks like the description on static socks, static shocks Bandcamp um, reports basically the same says it's uh, in line with some of the more cerebral end of the UK 82 stuff. If it's on static shock, it's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then next up, we have got Anthropophagus with Death Fugue. This was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. We've had Anthropophagus on the on the show before. Um, I've I've come to enjoy my internet relationship with Shane from this band quite a lot. Very nice dude. And Anthropophagus is one of my favorite bands out playing this style of uh, low brow, lo fi caveman death metal. Really, mm-hmm. really good shit. And I'm stoked to check out this new record. Yeah, we like that spoiled marrow demo. I think it was. Yeah, it was very very good stuff. Uh, then we have got something that I did not know existed, which is a new Fall Silent record. Uh, you knew I was poisoned. Fall Silent, I don't think, has been a oh, band wow. since like 2002, 2003. Yeah. Um, this was sent in by Mike London. It's out on Revelation Records. It came out at the beginning of last month. And uh, Fall Silent wasn't really a band that I ever paid a whole lot of attention to. Um, maybe, maybe they've beat the odds and their comeback record is really sick. So uh, a couple thoughts on this. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, first off, when I first moved to Fort Wayne and was going to grad school, there was a mug in the lab that had a fall silent sticker on it. Okay. Um, so, and, and a couple other stickers too, that I can't remember. So I, by default, just grabbed that cup. Right. And, uh, I still have it. It's at my office. Okay. And then also speaking of, uh, comebacks, uh, no escape has a new EP. Oh yeah. 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 I saw somebody post about that. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It, for me, it is only um, it's only riding on its like bon- the bona fides of the people in it, right? Sure, because yeah. I don't actually really like it. Um, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. oh, I want to like it, but then I, I heard it and I, I've listened to it a few times, and I'm like, eh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that so often is the case with like comeback records like this but like i said maybe maybe fall silent has beaten the odds they were never a band that clicked super hard for me but i always enjoyed in passing so uh i'll go into this with a certain degree of uh of uh good favor sure then we have got grout with their self-titled ep this was sent in by tolly our homie and histamine from australia this is a band from sydney australia and he said he can't imagine either of us not enjoying this then we have got MJC with Survive. This was sent in by Rich Miles. I think MJC stands for Mean Jesus Christ. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Rich described this as something that is not typically in his purview. 
um and he doesn't necessarily expect uh, it to be in ours he put it in the sort of lifetime and early saves the day lane and or uh later era fast break after they heard saves the day in lifetime so that's not really endearing it to me too much just because as we have discussed time and time again when we've had bands in this lane on this show um almost never does this kind of stuff when it's newer ever hit me but uh right. maybe this will beat the odds then we have got the Wellzines with Feast. This is a band from Orlando, Florida. It was sent in by Fatty Hurst, a.k.a. Todd. Um, he described this as being akin to early Death from Above 1979 and Jeff the Brotherhood and said he didn't know if that would mean anything to us, good or bad. Um, it means nothing to me because that's super not my world, but uh, maybe this will be sick. And then last up, we have Rack with their demo. This was sent in by Johnny Dermo. I'm not sure if Johnny is in the band. Uh, yeah, he is. Okay, Rack is JD. So I think this is a solo project by Johnny Dermo. So this is a self-submission, and uh, he described it, I believe, as some lo-fi black metal stuff out of California. Sure. So let's uh, roll the dice, see what's up first. Ten. Okay, cool. So that's Rack. So the band camp is rackbm.bandcamp.com. This is their debut demo, and uh, just came out at the beginning of last month. Um, looks like the first song is queued up to play and they all, all the songs on this have about the exact same runtime. So we'll just go with that. So we're going to listen to conformity trash by rack off of their demo. Okay, so we just listened to the song Conformity Trash by Rack off of their demo one. And uh, the first thing I got to say is, Johnny, I don't believe that you are actually screaming. That has all the hall, the all the hallmarks of a uh, whisper scream, if ever I've heard it. Um, <laughs> yes, it sure does, doesn't it? Yeah, and and it was made extra clear by the fact that the mix on this was was not great. All of the guitar was in the right ear, and all the vocals were in the left ear. So I could really really pick out all of those uh, all of those dead giveaways. And I believe you're whisper screaming like a motherfucker on this, which uh, never never does a whole lot for me. 
Um, yeah, the elements, like the the sort of uh, critical components here, the building blocks of, of what you're doing are, are things that I vibe with for sure. Um, but the execution just uh, leaves something to be desired for me. That said, it's a demo. I understand it's it's black metal of a lo-fi and low-effort variety. But uh, this kind of stuff, I just want there to be a little bit more for me to sink my teeth into. And I understand that like the mix and the recording is secondary, but the mix was especially bad on this in a way that I think um, hindered hindered the overall recording and, and, and didn't bolster it. It wasn't lo-fi in a way that uh, sounded good to my ears. It wasn't like blown out and peaking. It was just sort of like um, sounded kind of kind of hollow and, and poorly mixed. Um, but, you know, it's a solo project. I don't know how, how experienced you are as a musician uh, or as an engineer. Um, this, this might be an early effort in both of those regards for you in which case you could you could do a whole lot worse but i would also be lying if i said this is a thing that i'm gonna rush out to buy or that i'm gonna remember uh i just for this kind of stuff i I need a lot more than what was presented here how'd you feel about it so if there was ever a demonstration Mm -hmm. of one man sound right Mm -hmm. this is it yeah that's true um, everything about this, I mean, this is fine. I'm, I'm not, this is innocuous to me. This is sure, yeah, just fine. I'll put it on in the background, but that's not necessarily saying a good thing about it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because this doesn't want to be innocuous. I hope. Sure. Um, but it's inoffensive, right? Yeah. I'll put it on in the background. Oh, that was pretty good, but I won't really, you know, turn around and figure out who it is or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a demonstration of limitation, right? Yes, that is true. That's that. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Um, the, even even the whisper vocals are fine because this sort of shit is not really ever going to be played live, right? Sure. Yeah. So fine, do it however you do it, right? Um, yeah. Because that you can get away with that uh, in this in this setting. You couldn't do that live. Um, yeah, I, I, this is very middle of the road. Yeah, it, for sure. Uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't horrible. It showed promise with yeah. a little with 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 like a few tweaks and mm-hmm. a little more fucking fire in it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, there'd be a little more promise to it. But as it was, it was kind of lethargic for me. Um and uh innocuous. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's uh, that's a good way to put it. I definitely wasn't offended by this in any way. It just uh it just didn't 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 stick for me. Uh didn't stick the landing. It uh, like I said, it just needs a just needs a little bit more, just some tweaking. But hey, this is a demo. This is one person doing uh doing everything. And like I said, if this is your first time attempting that, it's uh it's a big undertaking and I'm uh I'm all too familiar with that process. Um I go back and listen to shit that I tried to record myself even five years ago and I I, I cringe at the results. So I, uh, I very much get it and uh, keep at it and you'll get better. Um, all right. On that note, let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. One. All right. One is Mandalore with 6,000 6, spears. The Bandcamp is mandalorehxc.bandcamp.com. Like I said, it doesn't have the makings uh, of something that I'm probably going to like just based on, on the look of the whole thing. Um, and based on Colton's uh, lukewarm, <laughs> lukewarm description in his submission, but hey, we're gonna go in and uh, give it a fair shake. So we'll just, uh, well, yeah, let's. Hmm, this is interesting because the first song on here is twice as long as the other two songs. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so and you, you wonder what's in there, right? You wonder what's in there for sure. And uh, the second song on here is also the eponymous track. So let's just skip the first track and listen to that one instead. Yeah. And maybe if we feel then we got plenty of time to listen to the third track as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so Mandalore, this is, uh, is this referring to like Star Wars, the it, Mandalorian? One, one would assume it's referring to Mandalore, both the planet Mandalore uh, and the uh, leader of the planet Mandalore, I would assume. Jesus fucking Christ. I, uh, I love Star Wars a lot, but I wouldn't uh, dare to name a fucking hardcore band after it. So I, I do not love Star Wars a lot. I love to shit on Star Wars, and I'm I, I just really I really want Star Wars to become uh, so because you know I want it to be so so omnipresent uh-huh. in our lives. Yeah. That it is it just becomes utterly banal and uninteresting. That's what I want. <laughs> Right? Uh, yeah, that's well documented. We all know you feel that way. You know, it, it used to be like, oh, Star Wars, you know, those movies are great. And I was like, oh, here's three more. Well, those fucking suck. Here's three more. Those are terrible, right? <laughs> right? Here's some more movies. Ah, those suck. They're terrible. They don't even make any sense, right? The, yeah. the last Star Wars movie, the one with, with fucking, um, you know, Ben Solo and, and, and shit like that. Uh-huh. What was the last one called? The Rise of Skywalker. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so fucking bad, dude. Right? It, it, it felt like it felt like you were fast forwarding through like cinematic clips on a fucking video game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. And none of it made any sense. None of it made any sense. No, none it of it. It was total bullshit. So, fuck you, right? Cool. <laughs> fucking keep keep riding that fucking dick right into the mud, right? <laughs> and uh, you know all that other shit. I don't give a fuck. Mandalorian, I don't give a fuck. I'll go watch Kira Kurosawa. How's that? Fuck you. <laughs> right? Fair enough, you, man. You know, I'm like, fuck off. So I guess my point is there is literally nothing badass about Star Wars. Nothing. Well, that is undeniable. There is nothing badass about Star Wars at this point. Yes. Right. There's nothing cult about Star Wars. No, not at all. There's no. nothing like, you know, oh, look at this. I don't know if you ever heard of a little thing called... Wookies, but uh, they're pretty cool, right? There's, there's, there's no like tip of the hat because you like some fucking Star Wars bullshit. It's fucking dumb, right? Yeah, all of it. Don't name your band after something in Star Wars. It's fucking lame. Darth Maul, lame, right? <laughs> lame. I know you think he's badass. Everybody thought he was badass in fucking 1999 when that movie came out, and then he died like a fucking bitch after like three minutes on screen, right? Yeah, that's true. Never to be seen again. Never. Well, well, well <laughs> that's inaccurate, but. Oh, yeah, he was in the fucking cartoon, right? Yeah, which is a very oh, good Oh, look, show. here's spidery fucking Darth Maul. Look at him crawling around. This super deep cartoon. Oh, it provides all this wonderful backstory. Who gives a shit? Right? <laughs> it's a good-ass show. All right, fuck it. Star Wars is fucking dumb. Naming your band after Star Wars is fucking dumb. Naming songs after Star Wars is not making fun of Star Wars is fucking dumb. Um, there's there's nothing badass about it, right? You might as well you might as well uh, like named your fucking band like you know uh, Bilbo Baggins. 
<laughs> well, we name both... your hardcore name name your hardcore band Happy Feet Hollow, where the fucking hobbits live, or some shit like that. Well, we both really like a dungeon synth act called the Hole Dweller. That's yes, all about I do. Being a hobbit. But Hole Dweller is not trying to be badass either, is it? That's that's true. Yes. Okay. Sure. Hole Dweller is a fully realized concept with a fucking story, right? Yes, that is true. It's not. Uh, it's not a fucking, you know, half cocked fucking. Hardcore band with drippy lyrics calling themselves Mandalore. <laughs> Yo, I said we were going to go into this and give it a fair shake, and we've already really front-loaded it. So, Yo, I don't care, man. Anytime you fucking front-load something with Star Wars on me, expect me to fucking roast. <laughs> yeah, right? Enough. I don't want to fucking hear it. Right? Well, uh, let's uh, let's hear it regardless and, uh, and see how it stands up. So we're going to listen to the eponymous track off this. We're going to hear 6,000 Spears off of the release of the same name by the band Mandalore. heard the song 6,000 Spears by the band Mandalore off of the release 6,000 Spears and uh, that was a lot different than I expected it to be. Typically when I hear something described as you know metallic hardcore in the year 2021 I'm not necessarily expecting um, something that's actually kind of genuinely metallic hardcore in this sort of like integrity and ringworm vein but right. uh, but this was kind of that uh, pulling from like integrity ringworm maybe maybe pale horse to a lesser degree and the sort of again kind of like the the rack stuff that we heard um, the building blocks of of what are here I like but the execution was was not great this kind of has all the hallmarks of, of a local band the the recording was not that was not good the vocals were sitting right on top of the mix the the drum mix wasn't great uh there were a few moments in which kind of the the playing fell apart a little bit but the the influences that you're wearing on your sleeve sat well with me and if this were recorded well and uh delivered um with a little bit more energy and it was honed and dialed in a little bit more i could see myself liking this for sure but right now this this sounds like the band opening up a, a four band bill in slc you know what i'm saying but a, a couple a couple more steps forward and uh and you could get there this uh this wasn't great but i could see it getting good with a little bit more effort yeah i was thinking when when we were listening to this this sounds like you know this sounds like basically every band that I'm just, you know, that is within like 50 miles of me that I'm looking to just put that fourth band on a house show. Right. Right. For sure. Um, super nice guys, super enthusiastic, what they do have fun, but it just, they're pulling from, from influences like you mentioned, but not quite 
hitting the nail on the head. Right. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you know, yeah, this was very much, this was, this was very much, um, your, your average local integrity act. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So not terrible. Um, the name is terrible. Yes. Um, you know, but not, let me sit, let me put it this way. It was terrible, but it wasn't terrible in a disingenuous way. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm not going to front, like, I'm not going to say that this is the best take I've ever heard on this sort of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, as you said, there are things there that I like for sure. Right. Yeah. And, uh, by and large, I, I wouldn't even, I would not hesitate to put this band on a bill. Right. Sure. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I love it. Right. Not at all. Right. And, and as far as like execution goes, because there are, a, you know, fucking thousands and thousands of bands that go this route, right? Mm-hmm. This is definitely not a good one. Right. But nevertheless, keep at it, right? I've heard so many fucking bands like this. This is your local integrity band. This is your local opener. For sure. Yeah, I have seen I've seen various permutations of this exact band in a zillion different base, basements over the last uh, almost two decades of my life. So right, exactly. That's my point. And to to a one, almost every single one of those bands was terrible. For sure, yes, <laughs> for sure. But but good enough to shoot the shit with after the show. And and, and uh, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing against them. Right. I'm just right, saying. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. So uh, so keep it up, and you'll either get uh, get better and dial in this uh, this particular approach, or you will uh, break up and probably not play hardcore anymore. Um, it usually goes one of those two ways. <laughs> it, it always goes that way, right? I mean that that's the fate for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's leave Mandalore behind and uh, keep it moving. Four. Okay. Four is uh, Anthropophagus. So this is something that we can pretty much be guaranteed will rip. The Bandcamp is anthropophagus.bandcamp.com. The record is Death Fugue. This is their newest release, and I have not listened to it yet because I knew it was uh, sitting in the email. So uh, I was just waiting, waiting to get this in the queue and hopefully check it out. Um, the song that they have queued up to play is the second track on here, Lead Casket. So we'll listen to that one. So we're going to hear Lead Casket by Anthropophagus off of their release, Death Fugue.
Okay, we just heard the song Lead Casket by Anthropophagus off of Death Fugue. I gotta say, man, um, that really that really cements this band for me anyway as being one of the best death metal bands out. Uh, no cap, as the kids say. That, uh, that is really fucking good. It's got all the elements of death metal that I am looking for and and so often don't find especially all in the same band it's uh it's filthy it's groovy it's got blasts it's got riffs out the ass um it, it even has a line like you're a bloody mess with an evil laugh um it's it's got everything about death metal that i love uh if the rest of this record is as good as that track this is definitely going to be straight up one of my favorite releases of this year probably uh that's so good i fucking love that not not to dick ride too hard but uh but shane and steve you uh you are doing a good thing i really really love that i can't say enough good things about it how'd you feel about it no that was class so so in their thanks they they thank uh the repulsion 1991 demo Uh uh-huh which basically tells you everything you need to know for sure 
Um, this was definitely like that classic thrashy sort of death metal that Repulsion was doing. Yep. Um, it's it's not even it's not even trying to like it's not even trying to advance it. It's not trying to uh, you know come across that it's not fully prostrate before the feet of Repulsion, right? For sure. Um, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, because I I really enjoyed this. This was uh that good riffy thrashy sort of classic death metal sound that I really like. The thing about this is it's a sleeper because um it's the visual production on it is so lo-fi. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yep. And for me, like, you know, that kind of makes it that kind of makes it a sleeper um that sort of belies uh the quality of it. For sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's a turnoff. I'm just saying that I think that a lot of folks that aren't fully in tune with like the sort of, I, I guess, overall sort of classic lo-fi traditional death metal approach and are, you know, are, are would, would just kind of like walk right by something like this. Right. For sure. Like, I mean, you know, in, in the, in the bottom tier there of the anthrop, if you like anthropophagus, you may also like, you have other contemporaries like to, to mold or blood incant- incantation or whatever, all of which have super, super flashy, uh, aesthetics. And like, there's obvious, like serious effort put into the art and presentation here. Whereas right. this is like classic Xerox copy death metal cassette cover. Right. You know? This has, this has that, this has that punk ethos that those classic early um, death metal demos all had. Right. Yeah. In terms of it just being sort of disgusting and lo-fi. Yep. I was just listening to that two mold earlier today and that, yeah, that is, I guess, I, I guess an apt sort of uh, partner for something like this too. For sure. Yeah. 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 That two mold record fucking rules. Um, but yeah, man, I, like I said, I can't, I, I could go on and on about this. This is, this is really everything that I look for in, in death metal all kind of contained in the same band. Uh, I, I like this a lot. This is, uh, this is probably going to be my soundtrack this week. This fucking kicks ass. Um, and I think I don't, uh, rather, I, I'm not sure if, uh, if physical copies are available yet. I know in the description, it says that CDs and cassettes are going to be available soon on head split records. And, uh, an LP is going to be out on night rhythms record night, night rhythms recordings. Um, I don't see any links to purchase any of those as of yet. So I assume that it's not yet out, but uh, I'll uh, I'll check on that, and uh, if I find out that you can order this, I will uh, I'll amend that and and uh, say something about it. But uh, until such a time, look out for this coming soon because I imagine um, you know it, there's probably not going to be a shit ton of copies pressed, and I imagine they'll probably go pretty fast because this is really good. I know I'm on the Night Rhythm store right now, and I don't see it. Okay, word. Um, yeah, and I'll uh, I'll I'll hit up Shane too and, and ask him if uh, if he's got a solid release date for this, and uh, and and we can put the call out on the next episode too if it's not out by then. So uh, so yeah, like I said, I won't uh, I won't hang from this release's nuts anymore. This is just really really good. Um, let's uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Uh, seven. All right, seven is the Wellzines with Feast. The Bandcamp is the Wellzines. Uh, that is the and then w e l z e i n s bandcamp.com. This is a submission from Fatty Hurst. Like I said at the top of the episode, he described it as drawing from early Jeff the Brotherhood and Death from Above 1979. Um, neither of those things could be kind of further from my purview or, or area of interest. I I don't even I couldn't even tell you what Jeff the Brotherhood sounds like off the top of my head. I remember Death from Above 1979 kind of having a a brief moment when I was a kid, uh, like a teenager, and um, I I 
they had a song that was like on MTV that was kind of kind of catchy, I guess. But uh, I I really don't know anything about that world. It, it kind of always uh, I always kind of assumed that that band and like Jeff the Brotherhood were just kind of like mall rock, Forever Twenty One rock, you know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if that's right. Um, I, I looking at them. Uh-huh. This they uh, they look like um, they look like uh, a couple of like boner records, sort of like Ty Seagal fucking dudes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It could it could be in that realm for sure. And I mean, the description is just Orlando fuzz, so it it could be in that world for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so the song that uh, the song that Fatty suggested we listen to was feedback feedback loop. He said the opening track "Lawful Evil" is really good, but that his favorite track on here was feedback loop. So, uh, right. so we can listen to that one. So we're gonna hear feedback loop by the Wellzines off of their record feast.
Okay, so we just listened to the song Feedback Loop by the band The Well Zines off of their record Feast. And um, yeah, so I guess this and things like this are are so often kind of closely adjacent to shit that I like, but maybe just a little bit too far afield for me. So up top, I'll say that this was pretty good in terms of like performance, recording, you know, songwriting, all of that. Um, <clears throat> I could see this being a band that opens up for uh, the OCs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or, or as you mentioned uh, in the Boner Records world, like this is a band that could be opening up, opening up a, a, a Ty Seagal tour or whatever. Um, and they're clearly pulling from shit that I enjoy and it kind of, it seems like quite a lot of influences. Um, I mean, I even caught notes of like um, the more psychedelic components of a lot of like the desert rock scene stuff. Yeah, I was hearing that too. And maybe I was wondering if that was just because oftentimes when I hear that guitar tone, that's mm -hmm. the first place my head goes. It might be, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe they're not actively pulling from that, but they have psychedelic and stoner stoner in their description. So one would assume they're hip to that shit. Um, obviously pulling maybe from from classic shit, shit like Fu Manchu as well. Um, there, there are elements of like stoner rock and psychedelia in here that are, are familiar to me. Um, but uh, ultimately, yeah, this just falls like a little bit outside of of my field of interest it's it's something that i don't find offensive they're very good at what they're doing um it's just sort of like the rare band in this world that that kind of penetrates my thick skull and and actually uh finds a place in my regular rotation and and uh this doesn't quite get there for me um but uh i don't really have anything bad to say about it either it's just not it's just not really my lane it's really close to my lane but it's not quite my lane yeah, I uh, I feel like I am like in the Vince McMahon meme. I'm the second panel right now. Right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. You know, yeah. That's where I am right now. I'm I'm kind of a sucker for fuzzed out guitar tone. Yeah, um, for sure. So if I hear that you're fifty percent there all, all already. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The bass the bass tone on this was great. Yes. And, and, and so like you're halfway there with that fuzziness and then a lot of it then depends upon, you know, how it's delivered. Sure. Um, I like this song 80%. Right. And I can't put my finger on what's not, you know, why it's not a hundred percent. I'm mm -hmm. definitely going to check out the rest of this. I do dabble, I think maybe in this sort of stuff a little bit more than you do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we keep coming back to like, you know, our touchstones for this, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I don't, I don't listen to a ton of this sort of stuff. Um, I, I mean, I have a ton of like OCs records. I have a ton of fucking, you know, Man's Rune records and fucking Melvin's records and sure. shit. That is like, there's like a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram. But this is also pulling from other things that I don't necessarily pay a ton of attention to. Right. Um, so I go back to the to you know the references that make sense to me. Sure. And like. Ty Seagal is one of them and he's so fucking hit or miss right yeah, yeah because when he's on like with some of those fuzz tracks it's like fuck that's a good fucking song right for sure yeah and then when he's off he's fucking off right right and I don't want to hear it um there's a I, I don't know I, I I don't know what it is it's like maybe just a little bit too like Americana rock and roll and some of that stuff. And I'm not saying in this stuff, but like in Ty Seagal sort of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, that I just, that turns me off, but like, yeah, I like this 80%. Yeah. Um, for sure. 
And it's got me interested enough to uh, check out some more for sure. Um, because yeah, the musicianship was good. The song itself was catchy. That, that like opening sort of repetitive riff before the vocals come in that they revisit a couple times in the bridges. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, there were some good riffs in there. So yeah, for on sure. the whole, I think that this is pretty good. It's got me interested enough that I will re- revisit this tomorrow at work. Yeah. And, and so actually, you know, now that you mention it, it might, it might be the vocals that are kind of holding me back on this. Um, that, that was so, so when that, when, when the song opened up, I was like, okay, this holds promise. I like this. Yeah. It all depends on what this guy sounds like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that was for me like a tipping point. I think um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, I I do like stuff. I like stuff that's like closer than to to this than than even immediately comes to mind. Because I even like I really like torch and shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like I I do like shit that this is very very close to. So yeah, and I don't I don't fuck with those like grand, those like those like, you know those bands like I don't fuck with Torch I don't fuck with bands like that for the, the most part yeah but they they have some material I think that you were that you might that you might kind of fuck with because they're not always on this sort of like grandstanding epic tick, tip like songs for singles is just kind of like banger after banger and it, and it's it's definitely more in this world um, they have is this a, similar to like Baroness I've never fucking listened to Baroness no 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 I mean maybe okay. maybe Baroness when like back when they were still uh kind of aiming to be more of like a psyche stoner rock band that was still kind of had their feet firmly planted in the kind of like uh hardcore and post-metal world because I saw I mean the last time I saw Baroness live was in like 2007 um, that, that's a band that I just I never gave a shit about and there was a moment where literally everybody that you fucking knew gave a shit about that. Band. Yeah, for sure. They were a band that never did much for me at all. But uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I think my interest is peaked as well in that I would, ch- enough so that I would check out the rest of this and and see how it sits with me. Because it, like I said, it is almost there for me. It's like, it's like right next to things that I enjoy, but something about it just didn't quite click. But it's, uh, it's good enough that I will, uh, I'll give it a fair shake and, and listen to the rest of this for sure. Yeah, not bad, man. Not, not, not bad. <laughs> um, at the very least, even if the rest of this LP doesn't, or, or CD, whatever the format is, um, if, even if the rest of this doesn't click for me, um, at the very least, I, I tip my hat to it and say, yeah, like, yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Six. Six is MJC with Survive. The Bandcamp is meanjesusva.bandcamp.com. This is uh, this is Rich Miles' submission, who he said uh, who said that it, it might not uh, sit super well with us, um, and that it's shit that normally misses him, but that for whatever reason this clicked with him. So uh, we'll we'll see if uh, see if it has the same effect on either of us. So they have the the first song queued up to play, so we'll just listen to that. So we're gonna hear "Pursuit of Guilt" by MJC off of their record "Survive." Yeah, well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God.
Okay, so we just listened to the song Pursuit of Guilt by the band MJC off of their uh, debut release, Survive. Nate, how'd you feel about this? So this uh, this uh, ended up shitting on my good time. Did it? Yeah, I did not like this. Okay. Um, this, this took a turn for the worst when it became a little more melodic and poppy and I dare I even say anthemic toward the end. Sure. Um, no. Right. It started off. I thought, Oh, cause you said it's like, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you said like saves the day and shit like that coming in. Right. So, like so, when you, yeah. Yeah. So, and, Rich, and I was Rich, like, Rich said the more, the more hardcore, uh, the more hardcore end of the saves of the day catalog and the poppier end of the fast break catalog. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's, yeah. Right. I mean, when this started out, I thought, okay, well, this is going to actually maybe has the potential to be some pretty like dark, mean shit. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it didn't. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that made me not like it. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like I just, I, I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not into like, I'm not into hope. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm right. not into like, um, good feelings. You know, so, I, I, maybe this isn't good feeling, you know what I mean? It's but like, definitely not. And I, I would it's say not, it's not good feeling, but, 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 but I, 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 there's something about this that makes this good feeling. Isn't, isn't, the, isn't the right word here. I'm not into like, um, I guess, uh, I'm not in the hope, man. I don't want to hear it in my fucking hardcore. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear like, I don't want to hear an attempt at like somehow this, this anthemic sort of thing where someday the, the, the clouds will clear or something like that. You know, it's just like, I don't know, man, I, I, I lack the language to describe why I don't like it. Sure. Um, I just, if it's not fucking mean and fully negative, then I just don't like it usually. That's fair. I will point out, though, that from what I could pick out of the lyrics, I don't think they were hopeful at all. They actually seemed pretty nihilistic. I think it was about cops killing people, and it seemed to indicate that uh, that the, they didn't seem to be um, uh, aiming at, at any sort of hopeful or uh, themes in the actual, qual- the, in the actual that's lyrics. Why, that's yeah. why I walked that back, right? Yeah. But but musically, the way that was delivered, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, you just don't like anthemic shit usually. I just don't like anthemic shit. I don't like shit that like, you know, gets everybody like, okay, guys, gather around. This is the part where, you know, we all sing with all of our, you know, with our hearts and our voices <laughs> out loud, you know? Yeah, sure. Fuck you, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, and and that, that was it, right? Like, I just, I don't know, man. I... I I don't know. I just yeah. don't like that shit, man. I just don't, I, I don't like, uh, I don't like anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. That, that's that, that musical quality is hokey in a way that is incredibly alienating for people of a certain disposition. And, um, I, I super, I, I very much get it. Um, that said this, I, I kind of liked this. I liked this. I, in- I figured that you would. Yeah, I kind of liked this. I liked this enough that I that I will listen to the rest of this for sure. This is so so full disclosure, this is the thing that that misses me most of the time now. But 
if this had caught me when I was 19 would be my new favorite band. So Rich, you, you said, you know, pulling from the more hardcore ends of the saves the day catalog and, and the sort of melodic anthemic bit at the end, I could hear that. Um, you also cited, uh, fast cars, fast women era, fast break, which, um, yeah, I mean that record's okay, but I largely prefer the seven inches to either of their LPs. Um, but I would say that I think the most the the most apt analog to this that I could think of, um, especially if we're talking about like in the lifetime world, um, would be Dan Yemen's band Paint It Black, which yeah. when I was like 18, 19 was my fucking shit. Uh, like I loved it so much. And a lot of people don't think that that music aged super well. And I'm very sympathetic, sympathetic to that position. Listening to that shit now, it doesn't make me feel the same thing it did when I was a teenager. Um, and, and, and a lot of the anthemic qualities of that music, I can see how they just come off as hokey to, um, a fully formed adult brain. And I get why the end of this song in particular can come off the same way, but this tapped into something that was appealing to me at one point in my life. And it did it in such an effective way that it evoked, uh, just some, some warm, some warm feelings and memories that, uh, I couldn't. That, that couldn't help but endear this to me a little bit. Um, I think even if this isn't your shit, it's hard to deny that it was obviously incredibly well done and performed. The recording was good as well. It sounded good. Um, I, uh, I'm willing to give the rest of this a chance. And Rich, I can see why you said that even though this type of thing doesn't normally click for you, this did. Because even if it's not your main shit 99% of the time, I think it would be, hard, be would be hard to deny that this is a band uh, playing at the upper echelon of this particular style of uh, melodic hardcore, and uh, yeah, it, that I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a uh, maybe I'm just in a generous mood, but uh, but yeah, I, I actually I actually kind of liked this, and uh, I, I the anthemic bit that would normally be pretty repellent to me at this point in my life uh, kind of worked for me in this context. I'm I'm gonna listen to the rest of this EP and 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 see if it sticks with me, but. Uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty good, honestly. I'm, I'm so, pleasantly surprised. So, you know, you 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 mentioned Dan Yemen and like Painted Black and stuff, and sure, right? Yeah. I feel as if you just, if you just showed this to me in 99, right? Right? Yeah. I'd, it'd have been a different story for me. Sure. Um, but I'm no longer there. I, you know, like I will still listen to Kid Dynamite, but I won't listen to it in public. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like I'll put on that fucking uh, that ten inch with eighty eight fingers, Louis. I've literally never listened to the B side of that, the 88 fingers, Louis. So I've never listened to that. Why would you? Yeah, sure. Um, but I'll put on you know the Kid Dynamite side. That's fucking good. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, the first Kid Dynamite record's really good. Painted Black. There was a time where I was passing like, yeah, that's not bad. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm one of those folks that like it just it hasn't held up to me. And and yeah. And bands that uh, come out of that camp now, 20 years later, um, don't have anything for me. Yeah, for sure. I totally get it. I, I get why this would not be appealing to, to anybody in our listenership. But uh, but yeah, it just it, it did this thing well enough um, and it resonated with me in such a way that uh, that it endeared itself to me. I, I, I really quite liked this for what it is. I was uh, like I, said, so I, I was surprised. Yes, yes, yes. Earnesty. Sure. Right. Yes. That's what this is. That's that's the problem with this for me. It's earnest. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's hard it's 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 hard on it hard on your sleeve music in a way that uh that is understandably repellent for sure. Um yeah. but uh all right, on that note, 
uh let's uh let's roll the dice see what's up next i think we uh we can bang out uh one more one more thing before we pivot to the lots of voicemails that we got this week all right number four all right four is fall silent so uh this is a thing that uh i probably wouldn't listen to unless it it, it popped up in uh on our show so um yo that's that's how this show serves us as well as it serves you because it uh it subjects us to things that uh we would probably not check out were it not for the show um so uh, so despite having a like a, a mug that i you know fucking copped when i went to grad school that had a fall silent sticker on it yeah I couldn't tell you what that band sounds like anymore. I have an idea. You know what I mean? I have an idea based on the era and like, you know, like a, like some sort of like almost like a false memory in my brain. You know what I mean? But Shit. I can't tell you the last time I've listened to fall silent. My, you know, I cannot remember the last time I listened to fall silent either. Um, but my memory of this band is that they were not in line with a lot of their contemporaries in the nineties. And they were doing a thing that was, markedly more um, melodic and oftentimes faster than what a lot of bands in the mid-90s were doing. Uh, my memory, like I said, is distant at this point. It's probably been easily a uh, decade since I have actively or knowingly listened to the band Fall Silent, and I'm sure um, they, they're probably, the extent of the discography that I own from this band is probably lost on an external hard drive somewhere. So I'm going into this with kind of a, kind of a tabula rasa in a way uh yeah. I, have, I have nothing yeah. immediately to compare it to and, you know right. what i mean so right 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 um so it looks it looks like they have the uh the first song uh queued up to play so uh let's let's just see what fall silent is offering up to us on their first record after almost 20 years as, as the opener to no the no it's not they had something in 2017 Oh, they had something in 2017, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It just shows you what I know about fucking Fall Silent. So. Well, I just clicked more, more releases on the uh, Bandcamp page. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there, there you go. That You're sure that's not a, uh, a reissue of a... Uh, of a I, oh, no, I, oh, no, I always, they always trick me that way, but I don't think so. And there's a song on there called Youth Wasted on, on the Youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, no, this is a, this yeah, that's from a uh, that's from an EP that that was their actual proper comeback EP, I guess, from twenty sixteen. A song called "Youth Wasted on the Youth" just reeks of like fucking muscle balm and <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? Like that is that is a grandpa smell coming off a song title like that. Yeah, for sure, no no doubt. And I I gotta say, I'm really hating the promo pic that they got on the upper right corner of this fucking Bandcamp page. But um, but let's let's go into this with as open a mind as possible. So we're going to listen to As the Twig is Bent by Fall Silent off of You Knew I Was Poison.
Okay, so we just listened to the song As the Twig is Bent by Fall Silent off of their new LP, You Knew I Was Poison. And uh, I guess Fall Silent is a blind spot in my 90s hardcore knowledge because this is not what I remember this band sounding like at all. So, so I, I actually, um, about 35 seconds, 40 seconds in, uh-huh. paused this and went and looked, listened to their first LP for just here and there, checked in on some stuff. That's why I was late. Yeah. Um, and it's basically pretty true to what they were doing back then. Right. Um, metallic, dark, hardcore with a little bit of fucking yo in it. Um, and, uh, this was a little faster and a little techier maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, by and large it hasn't changed a ton. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's fine. I, I don't listen to a lot of stuff like this anymore. Sure. Um, but, uh, I guess what I'm going to say is kudos to having the fucking energy, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah, if you, if this is uh, for for a bunch of dudes in, in their mid-40s coming back and, like, playing fast, uh, it's it's more than a lot of fucking people do. And it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to be, like, uh, navel-gazing um, and self-indulgent. It was pretty, like, uh, ripping, fast, metallic hardcore. I mean, ultimately, my personal feeling towards this is kind of like, Meh, okay, whatever. Like, it's not really anything that catches my interest, but it's undeniably pretty well done. Um, and uh, I got no beef with it. I mean, if this is your shit, cool. This is this is a uh, perfectly solid iteration of this form of hardcore. It just uh, it just doesn't do a whole lot for me. And like, yeah, I guess, like I said, um, my memory of this band is not them sounding like this at all. So uh, that that shows you how much I know about False Island in general. But yeah, this is uh, this is fine. I mean, uh, a laudable effort from a bunch of dudes who have been around for a long time yeah that's that's about the best i got to say i won't revisit it i won't listen to it yeah but um i'm sure folks some folks out there are into this and you know what 
looking at the picture of them, you know they don't fuck around, right? <laughs> Look at the looks in their faces. They don't have time for fucking around. <laughs> Hell, fucking at least two of them are probably within 10 years of fucking meeting, meeting you know, uh, their death. <laughs> Statistically speaking, right? Yeah, that's right. So they so, got they got no time to waste. Right. You got no time to fucking waste, right? Get on it. Get it done. Um, stay fucking angry all the way to the grave, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, and for that alone, you know, I give you I give you a head nod and a, and a seal of approval. Not really for me, um, but uh, for what it is, perfectly well done. I got I got no quarrel with it at all. Um, so on that note, as I intoned earlier, um, we have got we have got a lot of voicemails. Well, there's a, you know what we can just, just get shit, shit or get off the pot and get it done. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, so I like, I like how now we bemoan them. You bemoan them more than I do. <laughs> well, it's just, you I know, think if you were a listener, you would hate this part. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, it, look, sometimes, like I said, sometimes <laughs> it gets some good conversation out of us. Sometimes it, 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 uh, presents some thought provoking, um, thought provoking questions, whatever, but like more often than not, it's literally just people doing bits, you know? <laughs> I know, but I just love, I love my favorite part about it is how it gets your goat anymore. Um, before we even start recording, you're always like, uh, there are a bunch, <laughs> right? Well, it's like, yo, I didn't expect it to become like a, a mainstay. I, I thought, hey, you know, three or four a fucking week. But we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have 10. We have 10 fucking voicemails. And we, we cleared them out last week. And you're like, well, thank God that's done. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Well, I just so So here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, yeah, it's going to be more than three or four a week, of course, right? I mean, uh, you, you know, at least three or four of those are going to be like standards. Two of them are AJ. <laughs> usually. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Right. right. So, so, you know, you know that, you know, it's going to be like, you know, you, you can already count off at least four of them. Right. Um, as you know, basically given, right. Sure. Yeah. And if there's a new listener that was like, oh, wow, I'll call up and talk to these guys, right? right. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, like... fucking idiosyncrasies bleeding through because I would never in a fucking million years contact somebody I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care what the situation is. <laughs> like, unless I am compelled by work or something, I would never fucking do it. <laughs> like, I don't... I, if, I, if I have horrible fucking tech issues with some, like, you know, like D and D fucking tabletop platform I'm using, or some fucking you know software I'm using. I just won't even bother. I like, it, well, contact me on Discord. Well, that problem's never going to get solved. <laughs> I'm never going to contact you on Discord. Why in the world would I do that? Right? Yeah. Well, you could probably ask a question on Reddit. Maybe they go to the subreddit. They might be able to answer you. Why? Why in the world would I do that? That's my own like anxiety about talking to people I don't know on the internet. Like I just have no desire to do it. Sure. And. uh 
for whatever reason, my brain got fucking tripped. <laughs> I'm like, why you would do it? <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, and us specifically. I mean, what a what a what a life choice to make. But and, well, you know what? Hey, well, whatever, right? I mean, I just feel like the voicemail section has become a real case of if you give a mouse a cookie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, it's <laughs> it's become a real sort of like, yeah, man, like come on in. The door is open. We 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 we're really into the egalitarian element of this whole thing. You know, no one's on a stage. We're all just eye level people in a room talking back and forth, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I am into that, and right? I would I, much rather, you I, know. I'm super into that in theory, but then in practice, it becomes incredibly fucking, <laughs> just, it becomes a slog, man. Right, so I, I could, I, 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 if, if you were ever to become famous, you would be the biggest prick. Yes, you absolutely. Would be, you would be one of those guys where it's like, hey, I try to talk to Greg Gordon because I saw him at a fucking restaurant, a vegan restaurant, my favorite restaurant, and he told me to get fucked and then walk away from me. <laughs> Dude, it's like I got his fucking lyrics tattooed on me, and I named my daughter after one of his fucking songs. Motherfucker couldn't even give me the time of day. Well, it's it's already like kind of like that, depending on what day you catch me. Like there are people that there's there's plenty of YouTube comments out there that are like, yeah, I met this guy once in Florida, and he was the biggest cocksucker I ever met in my life. So. It, yeah, I mean, uh, if I were actually famous, it it would probably not. Um, I, I don't know how amicable I would be, but, um, either way I, I'm committed enough to, uh, to this in concept and philosophically that I'm, I'm down to fucking see it through to the end. And I, I enjoy it. I, I, uh, you know, all I'm saying is part of what the reason I enjoy it is because I love listening to you stress about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that should come as no surprise to anybody. So, all right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. All right. As far as Nick Cage movies, I got to go with Raising Arizona and uh, this one from the 90s called Red Rock West. It had uh, Dennis Hopper and Larry Flynn Boyle in it. It's a noir-ish kind of film. It's pretty good. Nick Cage is pretty stupid, but Dennis Hopper is equally stupid. So it's, you know, Nick Cage being Nick Cage, Dennis Hopper being Dennis Hopper, Larry Flynn Boyle being hot as hell. Well, Larry's not wrong about Lara Flynn Boyle there. I've never seen that movie, though. No, I've never seen it either. Lara Flynn Boyle in the 90s is indeed un- unspeakably hot. Um, and uh, I do love Dennis Hopper being stupid as shit. Um, so if you pair that with Nick Cage being stupid as shit, that, that does sound like it could possibly be right up my alley. I'll check that out. I'll, uh, I'll see if it's on, on, on any streaming services and uh, add it to the old queue because uh, my, my interest is peaked. Yeah, for sure. Um, it looks like we got uh, we got another one from Larry in which he's uh, accosting me for something. So let's let's listen to that real quick. All right, man. I'm convinced that uh, Gray does not know how to have fun. Uh, Applebee's the person is a fucking amazing, amazing gentleman. Profoundly stupid and funny as fuck. And I'm sure Applebee's the person is a god fearing American. Uh, Gray, you're missing the boat, man. Uh, God-fearing an American so much so that when the ATF decides to invade another quasi-religious compound filled with children, before they burn it to the ground, they'll probably have Applebee's the person berate them from a loudspeaker. And I can't wait to see that on CNN and C-SPAN and uh, NBC, uh, NBC News. Yo, I think it would be great to just have, like, as a psyops for some, you know, compound, right? Mm-hmm. Just... 
Applebee's going, what's up, motherfuckers, on a fucking loop for like 12 hours, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, play that over the fucking Abrams tanks on the next invasion. Yeah, yeah. And then just like instead of shooting like, you know, tank shells and like actual munitions at them, just shoot slop from Applebee's <laughs> at the compound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shoot some shoot some anytizers at them. I, see, I, I, I don't understand why humiliation isn't a bigger tactic when it comes to breaking people, right? Yeah, well, we... Like, we, it's always just out-and-out out violence. And I would so much rather see, like, just, just non-violent humiliation. Yeah, for sure. I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on this show. I know we talked about it on on our old podcast, but we like, talked about it in person. We definitely talked about it in person, um, but I, I'm pretty sure that we talked about it on our old podcast as well. Um, but just like raining dildos and homophobic slurs down on folks, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it would be like as like, like not the, you know like like folks that give a shit about it, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like just just have it have it uh you know it's it's like when folks were mailing dildos to the guys that took over the uh, malheur wildlife refuge right Right. yeah yeah you know and then that old man ended up getting shot right it would have been better if he just had like a bunch of fucking rotten applebee slapped in his face <laughs> you know like right. like they're chasing him. <laughs> like like the, the feds are chasing him in his truck you know and he like gets out in the snow you ever, you've seen the video, video of him getting shot right yeah then he gets out in the snow, and these guys have been at the fucking wildlife refuge for weeks, and they're talking about how they're going to fuck up anybody that comes down to the refuge. So the feds just fucking show up with, like, rotten fast food and throw it at them and call them fucking pussies and, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and just, like, like, just shove, like, just, like, the most vulgar of fucking, like, sex toys at them and just harass them the whole time. Not a single fucking gun is pulled, right? <laughs> yeah. They're just fucking throwing slop at them. They're chasing them down in the SUVs, and that old man gets out, and pow, there's a fucking rotten fucking plate of Applebee's or, or like, like Olive Garden right in his fucking mug, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, that I'm would be that. so much better, right? Yeah, I'm with it for sure. I, I wouldn't even mind seeing protesters getting hit with rotten Applebee's and shit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Like, it's, you know, it's, a, it's innocuous enough that it's like you, you can't really complain too much, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're just getting. Uh, yeah, it's just like let's go to uh, let's go to fucking uh, you know let's go to Fazoli's and dig through their dumpster, and the cops <laughs> are like digging through the dumpster for rotten Fazoli's, right? <laughs> Yeah, I would rather see that than like fucking non non lethal munitions. That's truly non lethal. It's just humiliating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's uh let's level the playing field with uh, humiliation tactics and rotten food. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And yo, Larry, I don't you know I don't know why you why you singled me out. Maybe it's because I don't laugh nearly as hard at the Applebee's bit, and I find it uh, fundamentally unfunny. But both of us are in concurrence on that point. It's just simply that. We're tickled by the fact that it has become this sort of pers persistent and pervasive bit uh, on the show that is has taken certain listeners. Um, I, well, I mean, it's the I, I told Nate before the show. I can, I confirmed independently uh, verified that the three Applebee's related calls that we got in a row last week were actually not coordinated at all, and that in and of itself is hilarious to me because such a stupid sort of uh, just a, such a stupid fucking bit um has inspired this this level of discourse uh that in and of itself makes it funny to me so so do you know who applebee's the person is i i got 
word from uh don't say it no i won't say it i got word from somebody on the ground in uh new jersey that they might uh they have a pretty good hunch on who it is all right well we don't ever want to know because that ruins it <laughs> yeah for sure agreed um all right let's uh let's listen to the next one hey guys what's up um so i just i was wondering what you guys think about the future of shows and uh what you'd like to see you know uh if preferably you you know everybody's vaccinated how long would you wait before throwing your own shows would you want to see how the virus interacts with vaccinated people etc um because yeah i just you know it feels like i'm you know i'm not trying to jump the gun but like i just want to fucking go to a show man um also uh, AJ, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. It's amazing how painfully unaware you are of how fucking cringe the shit you say is, dude. You're the fucking equivalent of a 90-pound fucking uh, TikTok kid saying some shit like, uh, if you come between me and my sister, uh, I'm going to put you in a body bag. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up. All right, we got real beef there. <laughs> we got we got real beef, and you know, speaking of, if you give a mouse a cookie, I think that this is <laughs> this is going to inspire an absolute fucking shit short storm of messages that I'm not at all prepared to to field. But uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In terms of of shows, when I would be comfortable throwing shows, etc. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's just obviously, yeah. I'm waiting for more people to get vaccinated. As far as I can tell, most people within punk and hardcore are jumping, jumping at the opportunity to do so. I'll be fully vaxxed uh, at the beginning of May. Pretty much everybody that I know who has had the opportunity to get vaccinated has done so. Um, but I'm just kind of reading the room on this one. You know what I'm saying? Like when when the viral pathologists and people say, hey, yeah, we're good to gather again and bands start reaching out to me and booking tours again, then cool. I'm uh, I'm as anxious to get to get back to shows as as anybody for sure. Um, and I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, like when we're going to start doing shows at the bug house again, straight up. It's just when bands start touring again. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not the person out here. um, uh, pushing, pushing for shows to start happening again, whenever everybody collectively decides that the time has come for it to happen. Um, I'm with that and I'll, I'll do my part and book stuff, but until such a time, I'm just kind of resting on my laurels and, and waiting to see what happens. Yeah. I, I think that everybody's waiting for the starting gun, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I think I'm just going to wait until the people that have dedicated their professional career to studying this shit, give the thumbs up. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know what I mean? Like that makes sense. Right. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I am definitely a, uh, I am definitely a fan of science. Um, for sure. So yeah, that's who I'm going to trust. Not my buddies. For sure. Um, Yeah. And also I think it's going to be weird at first because everybody's going to be super excited to be out doing shit, but we're all going to be a little shell shocked. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking about this earlier because I've, you know, I'm vaccinated now, fully vaccinated, but it also takes like two weeks Mm -hmm. for that second shot to kick in. And, and, you know, I think something like 30 or 35% of Americans have been vaccinated or something, but you know, to, to reach that, like that, national level of immunization it's like 75 percent or something where you know we start seeing like the effects of herd immunity Mm -hmm. um so i think that every there's going to be like we've all been living this fucking like 
at least I have, um, and a lot of folks I know have, have been living this like solitary, e- even in public, we're in solitude, right? Sure, yeah. So folks are going to kind of be like, mm, our personal space has grown. Yeah, that is true. Um, you know, for sure. Yeah. I kind of like standing in line somewhere and I don't have like, you know, a fucking person standing 18 inches away from me directly behind me. That's very sick. Yes. It's super sick, isn't it? Yeah. I, I like, I like walking down, a, down the aisle of a grocery store and then somebody sees me coming and just like, Oh, I'll just go to the next aisle. Good. Get the fuck away from me. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's awesome. I love it. It's kind of nice, right? Yeah. Like, like there are certain things that I think we've kind of gotten like used to or shell shocked with, and we're all going to have to be like coaxed out of our cages. Also, this mouse, a cookie thing, uh. you ain't fucking lying. Um, don't, don't try because, uh, you would be delighted if you had a mouse that lived somewhere in your bedroom that you could offer a little cookie and he would come out. <laughs> I would be delighted by that. You're not wrong. It'd be fucking awesome. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Okay, there, buddy. It's your good pal Yannick calling from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia hardcore on top. Fuck you. This is uh, from my good pal uh, Niall from Australia. So let me set the scene. It's uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, thirty-four degrees. So that's a, that's a swelter there, bud. The uh, Queensland harsh summer heat had me swaying buckets up and down the street there, bud. It was there I spotted the bloke. Don't, don't know that word. First top of his uh, milk crate throne, I had him up, I approached, and then I said to him, I'm on smoke call, so leave me alone. Fuck you. Okay. Okay. So I may, I I always make the mistake of reading the uh, voice to text, uh-huh. and it's utter nonsense when, when uh, our, our, uh, our buddy from Nova Scotia calls in. Yeah, for sure. The, the, it, yo, this program cannot make heads nor tails of the Nova Scotia. Um, of Yannick I got to say the no, the Nova Scotia bit's another good one. Is it is it another good one? I, I kind of like it. I like I like the line there. Uh 35 that's a swelter there bud. That one's not that was not bad. That was I'll say it's um it was more cogent and put together than a lot of the Yannick the Yannick calls that we've gotten in the past but it still it still does not do doesn't do much for me I got to say. Yeah, yeah, he uh calls out the chats in there too. Yeah, he sure does. Um, I tell you, what else can you say about it? Let's uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Hi, this is Dan, the drunk driver, and I'm driving drunk right now. Listening to your demo wisdom podcast, uh, I think you need to play that gentleman's phone call where he's apologizing because I think drunk driving is really actually funny, and uh, I think he should be sorry to me and all drug drivers. Uh, and furthermore, um, if he has any family that died in a crash caused from drunk drivers, I, I think I was probably responsible for that. And uh, that's kind of funny. All right. All right, so there's Joe. Yeah, that was Joe. Okay, so that's see, like that. I like that one. Maybe it's because I know Joe. I also think Joe is one of the funnier people that I know personally. Um, I, I, I think Dan the drunk driver was a was a winning bit to me. That's that's dialed in. It's because yo, it's it's also relevant. It's like in a direct response to a previous call that we've gotten. It's timely. It doesn't like. It doesn't exist on this long continuum where you have to have listened to every previous call to understand the context. If you're if you're up to date on the episodes, you get that reference. It's funny. It's concise. That's a good bit. Everybody should learn from Joe. <laughs> I, I get 
the fucking straight of diarrhea popcorn now. And I've never laughed this hard in my fucking life. It just sounds like various iconic hardcore vocalists calling talking about fucking diarrhea bowls. The vocalist of Stigmata came in. The vocalist of Incest came in. I don't know if y'all are fucking doing that on purpose, but I'm crying fucking laughing. And then to top it off, Nate starts talking about how fucking stupid you have to be to laugh at this. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. I don't know why, but I, I've never laughed this fucking hard in my life. You see, I, I agree. Like, the, that, those three in a row last week really just stacked, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think it, I think those worked in conjunction to great effect. I I don't I don't deny that. That was probably for me. That was the height. That was like that bit fully realized. It, it had it got, it took on a life of its own at that point. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I I personally would love to see um, my favorite hardcore vocalists screaming about diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, as, as would I. And, you know, it just goes to show it, uh, it takes all kinds, right? That this, that as much as the, uh, diarrhea bowl bit is, uh, is a slog to get through for some listeners, other people have their whole day made by it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. Hi, Nate. Hi, Gray. This is Amos from Denver. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I just got finished listening to the Lee Dorian Patreon episode recently, and I just wanted to say that I think it's a really funny image whenever uh, Nate talks about these <clears throat> hard rock or bar punk and metal bands playing a rib fest. But it leads me to a question for Nate. Do you like ribs? Um, and if so, would you attend a rib fest in any context? And if you did go to your ideal rib fest, who would you like to be playing there? And Gray, you can answer it too. And just imagine that this rib fest has an abundance of vegan options. Um, when I think of a rib fest, I'd like uh, out of a time machine to have like a mid seventies ZZ Top playing at the rib fest. Thanks. Fuck yourself. Bye. Okay, so I immediately have an answer for this. Yes, I'll eat ribs. No, I don't go to rib fest because I'm not paying to get in the gate and then paying for ribs. Fuck you. Sure. Right? Yeah. No, that's not how it works, right? Let me in the gate for free. I will go to the rib vendors that I want to buy ribs from. Right. I am not paying to get in the gate. Um, who do I want to see play at a rib fest? Hands down, without question, above any other act you could fucking name, the uh, Yellow River Boys. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes, absolutely. That is the obvious answer. Yeah, I, I, I can't add anything to that. That's like that's the perfect response. It's I want I want them to play uh, Grand Urinal Station front to back at the Rib Fest. Yeah, no, for sure. I uh, I exposed my girlfriend to that record the other day, and um, <clears throat> she like couldn't believe it. Just because like because the production quality is so high, and like there's clear care put into the actual songwriting. Like she couldn't believe that a group of people convened. And uh, like made a concerted effort to create that record. And to mm -hmm. me, it's 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 really the height of it's the height of of human creativity. It's like having the resources and the time and the ability to 
to make any record that you want and choosing to make urinal street station. That's just, mm. yeah. Urinal street station, not grand urinal station. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I, I, I got to concur with you. Um, also I, uh, I got to confess when I was like a fat little kid, I loved rib fest more than anything. And ribs were actually my favorite food as a child. Um, I would, any, any chance I had to get my hat my hands on a, on a slab of barbecue ribs, I would fucking, I would jump at the opportunity. So every summer when rib fest would come around, it would be like a moment that I was looking forward to months in advance. Um, now as an adult, even if there were, uh, uh an abundance of vegan options, I'm kind of with Nate on on the whole premise of like paying at the door and then also paying rib vendors. It just seems like why why the fuck would I do that? Don't don't charge me twice. And uh, I also hate being around anybody that would be at a rib fest, even if it were all other vegans. Maybe especially if it were all other vegans. In fact, so no, you would not catch me at a rib fest, even even a hypothetical one. And yes, I concur with Nate's band choice. Um, on that note, let's uh, listen to the next one. Hey guys, I'm just wondering how you uh, feel about the new Regional Justice Center record. Personally, this and Infest Slave, which I like her for the second time in February, are the first two power violence records I can say that I actually like. The Regional Justice Center has a lot of modern hardcore in it, but I like that probably because I haven't been listening to hardcore as long as you guys. Um, you know, I'm obviously tired of gratuitous breakdowns and like botched TUI riffs as well, but I feel like if the style of that is borrowed from like an earnest place, it works out really well. And that's how I feel about this regional justice center. Um, Ian on your show said he was a weekend nachos fan, a big influence on him. And I kind of lump weekend nachos in with bands like harm's way and nails. And then I wasn't around for this, but trash talk and ceremony, I feel like maybe we're part of their scene too, a little bit. And I don't consider those bands power violence except for weekend nachos. But I feel like those were some of the bands who uh, had the biggest impact on the modern hardcore sound along with bands like TUI and uh, Expire, I guess. I don't know, um, especially uh, Nails in Harm's Way. And I just want to know if you guys have any thoughts on that. And I'm probably already over a minute and a half. I have a TUI theory, but I'll share that next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Uh, so I fucking love the new regional justice center. I think it's great. I think it's, uh, I think it's the band at their best and it's an incredible entry point for newer listeners to hardcore to get into like the fastier, the fat, the fastier, the faster fringier elements of the, of, or, uh, the faster fringier, um, bands in the genre. Like if you want to get into grind and power violence and you need a gateway, uh, regional justice center is a really good entry point because as you pointed out, yeah, they do incorporate elements of modern hardcore, but they do it really effectively. And one thing that I would say is that I, I have already seen to a certain degree bands trying to emulate that and uh, not to dick ride Ian, but the dude is just a superior songwriter. He's a superior player. And I think that almost every other contemporary band that is attempting to do the same thing is just doing it to uh, far, far lesser effectiveness. I think RJC is the only band that's really nailing that approach. It's basically, it's basically crossed out um, with, uh, with a little bit of a modern edge on it. And that works really, really well because Ian's a good songwriter. And that's that's about all there is to it. As far as um, you know, bands like Weekend Nachos, uh, 
harm's way, ceremony, trash talk, and, and their influence on modern hardcore. You mentioned TUI. I mean, TUI coming out was, was really a, um, it was like a sea change in hardcore that you just kind of had to be there and be like a young person in the midst of it uh, to, to sort of like understand the impact that that band had because they're other than like mainstays like Terror and Hatebreed and shit, you really didn't have a whole lot of bands that were like playing hard music in that world it just was not it was not in vogue at that at that moment in time and uh certainly there were no bands doing it on the level that TUI, TUI was and and when that demo dropped in 07 it uh it made like serious serious waves and like the tenor of hardcore on a local level like throughout the country changed almost overnight and to a certain degree trash talk and ceremony had very similar effects so i think you're right in, cha- in, in tracing back the lineage of of the last you know uh 10 to 15 years of hardcore largely to those bands um very disparate s- sounds for sure um but nonetheless coexisted in uh, a scene in in a way that uh created sort of an interesting um kind of genetic pool for bands to shoot off in different directions over the course of the last decade for sure i mean i could go on and on about that um like i said i was i was there for that i was a young person i was in the midst of experiencing that i was going to those shows i was seeing what the effects that was having on local bands and and showgoers at that time so i could probably write a thesis about that but uh i yeah i think you're correct in, in sort of pinpointing um of those bands and the scenes around those bands as being kind of a, a pivot point um, in which contemporary hardcore took off in, in various other directions for sure. And uh, yeah, like I said, I can't say enough good things about RJC. I think they absolutely nail power violence while at the same time making it accessible in a way that I don't think almost any previous bands have done. And uh, and Ian deserves all all of his props for that. Yo, you can still put on Ronner Park today and it sounds fresh. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't sound, it, it, it sounds fresh. It sounds relevant. Um, that new RJC record's good. I'm not going to fucking fan anybody's balls a ton. I really like it. Um, you know, one thing I, I don't know, I don't know fucking, you know, about anybody else. So I'm not making a blanket statement here, but for sure, Ian is a student of the genre. Yeah, for um, sure. And he knows his fucking history. So, you know, he's pulling from, you know, f- he, he's pulling from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. No, no doubt whatsoever. And I think, and I think any of the modern hardcore flourish that you've, that you hear in there is, uh, like I said, partially an effect of just the higher production value and partially an effect of just Ian being a, a really good songwriter. And I, I don't think a lot of other, I don't think a lot of other bands can, uh, can pull off what he's pulling off with RJC. Um, so, uh, let's see, we got, uh, we got two more. So, mm-hmm. uh, so let's bang these out real quick and then call it a night. Uh, hey, so normally I wouldn't do this, but I just don't know where else to turn. He's been ducking my calls, and he, he refuses to acknowledge what we had together. He still has my he still has my vintage Five Finger Death Punch T-shirt, and we bought VIP tickets to Devil Daddy, but the coronavirus scamdemic ruined our plans. <laughs> Your son misses you, Applebee's. Call me back. I love you so much. It's Flood Rutgers, by the way. All right, another somebody else has thrown their hat into the ever-growing family of Applebee's bits. There you go. Thanks, thanks for your contribution, Fun Ruckers. So, um, the one thing that perked my ears up in there, 
um, he mentions the devil daddy. Is uh-huh. he talking about the uh, fucking um, psychosexual? He is indeed. That dude deleted all their music. I know. I was going to mention that if you weren't already aware of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He felt like it. I don't know. It wasn't up to snuff or it wasn't going the way he wanted it to go. So, uh, you know, well, give it another try. Yeah. They, 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 they did like a, basically a soft reboot. So they're still psychosexual and he's still the devil daddy, but now they're, uh, reapproaching it from a, a little bit more of a, a serious angle and not going so hard on all the, uh, the, the kinky sex stuff. Um, yeah. Going at it real serious <laughs> while they're dressed up like evil little devils. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I listened to the uh, the new single, and um, it's everything that you would expect from Psychosexual. It's like Kiss without the makeup. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's listen to the last one, which appears to be an AJ call. I know how some people who listen to this ride metalcore or like, I mean, not metalcore, but like new metal and like state how it was a progenitor to like some metalcore. If you want a reason to hate new metal, please realize that Korn wrote a song strictly using nursery rhymes and breakdowns. If that's not dog shit, then I don't know what is. Yeah, straight up, like, fucking nursery rhymes as lyrics is like, oh my god, it's ingenious. Like, straight up, it's fucking corny. If you like new metal, you're fucking corny. All right. Okay, there you go. AJ's thoughts, on, AJ's thoughts on AJ's thoughts on new metal. Sucks. Yeah, new metal does suck. It's it's well documented what our uh, what our position on the genre is on this show. Um, so yeah, I got I got no beef with the sentiment of your call, which is a rare thing. So <laughs> 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 so let's. <laughs> you really wanted to just walk away without comment, didn't you? <laughs> I, I wanted to, but I felt like uh, you know AJ's a. AJ's a trooper. He's been with us for a long time, and at the very least, I owe him some acknowledgement. So. Um, on that note, that uh, that concludes our voicemail section for the evening. Um, if you want to call and leave us a message, it's 260-222-8341. Just try to be brief and try to come, come original, as 311 would say. Um, if you want to submit music to the show, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the submission is a year or less old. And uh, if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. As I have mentioned before, we're in the midst of our Napalm Death family tree, and we are winding down. We're in the home stretch now, and then we are going to walk away from that format for the foreseeable future and do something else. Um, and uh, if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes. Tell your homies about it. Um, all that good shit. Beyond that, I got no, uh, I got no closing thoughts or anything. Nate, do you? No, I'm good. All right, peace. We'll see you next time.